come right now into the people's spirit today, Father God. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. We thank you in advance for what you've already done for what you are doing and what you're yet to do in our lives. We give you all the praise and glory and the honor. And if you're ready for the word, would you give God some praise this evening in Jesus' name. We say thank you, God. Amen, 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 hallelujah. I'm going to come to you this evening from the book of Exodus. The name of my message is called The Veil and Why We Need Jesus So Desperately. We're talking about the veil. And why we need Jesus so desperately. And I'm telling you, we need Jesus more than anything else right now. We need him more than anything else. He's just like the air that we breathe. If we don't have air, we are going to die. And right now, we need Jesus. Amen? We need him. And so today, like I said, as, as I examined the Bible, Augustine said that the news in the, in the Old Testament... The Old Testament is a concealed part of the, uh, but the New Testament is a revealed part. This was the idea in Paul's mind when he said, Now all these things have happened unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition. Everything in the Bible was written for our admonition, amen, so that we can know what took place. Many objects in the Old Testament point ahead to truth, more fully revealed in the New Testament. For instance, we know that the brazen serpent of Numbers 21 was the type of the Lord Jesus. We also know, John 3 and 14, we also know that the manna of Exodus was also the type or a picture of Jesus Christ. John 6, 31 through 35, there are many more examples that I can tell you about, but tonight I want you to look at my scriptures, Exodus 26, 31 through 33. Exodus 26, 31 through 33. Amen. And the word of God says, 31 through 33. You say, you shall make a veil woven of blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and fine woven linen. It shall be woven with an artistic design in cherubims. You shall hang it upon the four pillars of acacia wood, overlaid with gold. Their hooks shall be gold upon four sockets of silver. And you shall hang the veil from the glass that you shall bring the ark of the testimony in there behind the veil. The veil shall be a divider for you between them holy place and the most holy place or between the holy and the holy of holies and we're going to talk tonight to see why we need Jesus so much and why we got to share Jesus and why we got to point Jesus to people why because Jesus became that veil as we go through this message you're going to see that one of the things that I find out that a lot of people do not understand, we take our salvation so frivolous. There's people that have accepted Jesus Christ, but they have no idea what's going on. What am I saying? Do you understand that the Bible tells you that God is angry with the wicked every day? Now a lot of people don't want to tell you this about, but it's in your Bible. 
this up. They just want to tell you how much God loves you. And yes, he does. But he's going to love you even when you go to hell. He's still going to love you in, the, in hell. I read this book. It's called Divine Revelation of Hell. And I remember the woman was uh, Rebecca, whatever her name is. She said she would, Jesus took her for a walk in hell. And he, she said he was walking and people were, he said, she said Jesus was crying. And he was just crying. Because the people was reaching out trying. Oh Jesus please have mercy. He was loving them and he was crying because it was nothing he can do while they went to hell. Hell is a place where you have to make a decision that you're not going there. And even when you go there you are going to, he's still going to love you. So I'm not going to preach hell out of the Bible like most people do. I tell you, I'm listening and I'm telling you it saddens me because people are preaching about prosperity and they're not telling you that Jesus can come back any moment. They're not warning the people. They're not letting people know what's really going on in the background. They're not letting you know what's going on right this moment. How Russia just sent 140,000 ships over in the area to go mess up with we can have war any minute. Any minute. We don't understand why we got to point Jesus to people and point people to Jesus. So today, I, 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 I got to encourage you. It doesn't matter who they are. The Bible said, whosoever will, let them come. He said, whosoever called upon the name of Jesus shall be saved. But we got to understand what Jesus did for us when he became that veil. He, he became the veil. I don't want to go ahead of myself, but he, his body became the veil. The Bible said when he died, oh, glory be to God. The, the veil in the temple was torn from top to bottom. We don't understand. His body is now that veil. That's why you and I can come boldly before the throne yeah. of grace to ask for mercy in time of need. And not only for ourselves, but for those that need Jesus. People need Jesus. People need Jesus. All of the types of the Old Testament, none is richer in its symbolism than the tabernacle. From one end of the other, the tabernacle is a picture of the Lord Jesus and of the redemption believers enjoying him. The ancient structure that measured 45 feet long and 15 feet wide is an amazing portrait of God's grace. His salvation and his effects of a redeemed fallen race of people. Inside the tabernacle were two rooms. The holy place and the holy of holies. The holy place measured 30 feet long, 15 feet wide, and 15 feet high. The holy of holies was a perfect cube of 15 feet high, deep between those two rooms stood the veil. The veil. When you study the veil, it wasn't just a little slender piece of material. It was made out of a special type of material, and it was thick. The veil that hung in the ancient temple, like I said, it contains a great message for those who will take the time to study it. This veil is a wonderful picture of Christ. In fact, 
It is specifically a picture of Jesus and his work while he was here in flesh. Hebrews 10 and verse 2. Gotta go there. Gotta read that. Because many of us don't always read our Bible. We gotta know what's in our Bible. He became the veil. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 20. It says, By the new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, he became the veil. He became the veil for you and I. Amen? We see here, we see here that this new and living way was consecrated when he hung, you know, when you read again in Exodus, it tells you about these things are supposed to be hung. Jesus was hung on the cross for us, for you and I. So, with that in mind, let's spend, like I said, a little more time looking at this veil because the pattern of the veil, the colors in the veil, often the colors are, 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 are in the Bible are symbolic in nature. The colors used in the veil of the tabernacle are no exception. These colors paint a portrait of the Lord Jesus Christ again. I know I sound like a broken vessel, but it's necessary. Blue is the color of the sky, and it reminds us of the heavenly origin of the Lord Jesus. He is the Son of God, and it tells you that in Romans 8 and verse 3. I'm not going to go there, but you can write these scriptures down. Then we look here and we go to the purple. The purple is the color of royalty. That reminds us that Jesus Christ is the King of kings and he's the Lord of lords. When you look at Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 through 7, and I need to go there. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 through 7, look what it says. Isaiah chapter 9, 6 and 7, it says, It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time form forward even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. It's interesting because I did not it's the Holy Spirit that picked these songs today and the last song we sang, I didn't know this is until I came here, Sister Linda that it went right along with this message. Wonderful constant. Yes. Mighty God. Prince of Peace. Everlasting Father. But we got to learn how to understand that he, because of what he did, that's why the Bible said we have a better covenant than the old covenant. The Bible tells us that God told Moses to tell the priest, don't come up in here just any time, any time. Don't come up in here any time you feel like it. But yet, according to Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16, we can come boldly yes. before the throne yes. of grace yes. any time. Yes. Any time. Which religion?
know that you got to. You can come to God even in your sin. You can still come to God and repent. Amen. And that is what is so magnificent about following Jesus Christ. Because he is our king and he died for us. He was laid behind the stool. Even though he was above everything, but yet and still he laid up his life for you and I. And then we talk about the scarlet. Scarlet is the color of blood and it speaks of Jesus as the Lamb of God, the perfect sacrifice for the sins of men. And it talks about that in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5 and John 15 and 13. This also reminds me of Isaiah 1 and 18 and I need to look at that. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18 and 19. Isaiah chapter 1, 18 and 19. I can't read all these scriptures but I'm trying to do the best I can. It says here, this is a scripture that we need to really concentrate on because most people don't read. You know, people take the Bible like a smuggler's board. I'll take that, but I don't want that. I take it all. It says here, it says Isaiah chapter 1 and verse, verse uh, um, 18 to 20. It says, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If, if, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So we got to see here. God is saying to you, you don't have to do it. He said if, if. If you are willing and obedient, even though, sinner man, even though, sinner man, whoever's watching me on Facebook, you don't have to die in your sins. Though your sins are like crimson, they can be white as snow. God is saying, come, surrender your life. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. The time is now, and the time is late, and the time is running out, and you don't want to take a chance because tomorrow is not promised to anyone. It is not promised to anyone. Like I said, the cloth used in the veil was pure white linen that was used to be. This, this, this speaks of the purity of the Lord Jesus. It reminds us that he was sinless sinless he was sinless what am I talking about we know that in the book of Matthew chapter 4 spirit led him out there in the wilderness he was fasting for 40 days and the enemy tempted him the Bible says three times but we don't know it may be more than three times why am I saying that because it talked about how the angels had to come and strengthen him but he went through that wilderness with no sin. What did he do? Every time Satan tempted him, he gave him the word. Every time we are tempted, we need to use the word. Because the Bible says that the sword of the spirit is the word of God. But we must know the word in order to use the word. 
We can't use it if we don't know it. I always said people can't give you what they don't have. So when the enemy tempts you, you got to have that word. This is your, this is your sword. Your Bible is your sword. Glory be to God. Yes. Like I said, going back and forth, go back again to the book of Hebrew. Hebrews chapter 4. says Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 15 watch this for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin he was tempted he knows what you and I go through every day he knows how the enemy harasses us. That's why we take authority over hindering spirits, over harassment devils, over python spirits. We've got to walk in our authority, people of God. Yes. Amen. Then, the construction used in the veil. Notice that this cloth was, was fine twined and of a cunning work. This tells us that the cloth was supposed to be a special type of weave. It was different from any other cloth. So it was with Jesus. There have never been, there have never been another man walking on the face of the earth that walked without sin. And that's why we need Jesus so desperately. That's why we need him so desperately. In his person, he was the perfect blend of deity and human. He is the God-man. The hypothesis union it is unique, for he is God in the flesh, according to John 1 and 1. Glory be to God. Then, let's look at this. I have a few more minutes here. Let's look at the purpose of the veil. It served as a warning. This veil was hung between the holy place where the priest ministered every day and the holy of holies where the presence of God dwelt above the mercy seat. Ezekiel chapter 27 verse 17 through 22. Would you go there with me? Ezekiel 27. Word of God says, says, I'm sorry, not Ezekiel, Exodus, I'm so sorry, excuse me, Exodus, Exodus 17, Exodus 25, 17 through 22, Exodus 25, you shall make a mercy seat of pure gold, Two and a half cubits shall be its length, and a cubit and a half its width. And you shall make the cherubims of the gold of hammered work, you shall make them at the two ends of the mercy seat. Make one cherub at one end and the other cherub at the other end. God is giving specific instructions to Moses. He gave him specific instructions. 
In other words, it says, and the cherubim shall stretch out their wings above, covering the mercy seat with their wings. And they shall face one another. The faces of the cherubim shall be toward the mercy seat. Yes, you shall put the mercy seat on top of the ark, and in the ark you shall put the testimony that I will give you. And there I will meet with you, and I will speak with you, and from you from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims, which are the ark of the testimonies about everything which I will give you in the commandment to the children of Israel. What is God saying to you and I in these verses? I'm reminding you, the name of this message is called The Veil and why we need Jesus so desperately. Because if it wasn't for him, we would still be in the same position that the priest was in the Old Testament. But praise be to God. When he stepped up on the glory, when he said yes to the Father, and yes, I will go and reconcile the children to you. When he said yes to go to the cross, when they put him, oh God, my God, when they put that cross on his shoulder, and he decided he's going to walk to Golgotha, glory be to God, and he did not turn back. He did not have to go to Golgotha. He could have said, nah, this is enough. But he knew. He knew that he was our guardian. He knew that he had to become that veil. He knew that that material had to come and be removed. He knew why he came to, to the, the earth to save mankind. He understood what the situation and the circumstance, that's the reason why we need to let people know it's no point in letting people die without Jesus. People are dying every day. Every day without Jesus. We've got to tell them how important it is because now, because we have access, we have access and it's so sad. It saddens me when I talk to people and I say, how often, how much do you pray? One lady came to my shop one day and I, and I was fasting and praying and I, and I said, may I help you? And she said, no, I came to hang out with you. I said, well, you can't hang out with me today. I'm praying every 15 minutes. She said, I've never prayed for 15 minutes. I said, well, you're going to learn today. Because if you're going to hang on in here, you're going to pray. And sure enough, she prayed. She said she did. What I'm saying is this. We don't take the time to recognize what Jesus has done for us. We take our salvation so lightly. We do not understand how much and so the importance of what Jesus did for you and I at Calvary. We must get to the place where we begin to identify with this. We got to come a little bit deeper. We got to get a little bit higher. We got to make some more vertical steps. Amen. 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 We got to come closer. Yes. This is 2022. Yes. And we need to come to the place where we can identify with the cost of our salvation. How he took, he became that veil to give us access to the throne room. I mean, my God, in, in some of the other religions, you gotta go to this place, and you gotta go to this place, and you gotta go to this place, and then they tell you you gotta pray five times a day, and you still go to hell. 
but we have access to the throne room and we are just stepping on him. Yes. We step in on our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm not saying all of us, but I'm just saying there are people out there that have gotten, they said yes to Jesus and they're still standing at the door. They never opened the package to see what is in this package. How much he paid for your salvation. It's like I said, nobody wants to tell you that you're going to go to hell if you don't accept Jesus. Ask the man. Ask the man that was on the other side of Lazarus. Ask him. He will tell you. Yes, he will. He will tell you. Send Lazarus to dip his finger in some water to cool my tongue. We don't understand, my God. So today, I come to tell you that we have a better covenant because Jesus' body became the veil. This is a two-part message. I know I'm not going to finish all of it, but that's okay. The earthly tabernacle is us. You and I have become the earthly tabernacle. If you are born again, you are the earthly tabernacle. Amen? And so today, as I close, I want to leave you with something. Remember, if you don't hear anything else, remember why we need Jesus so badly. Remember why he is so important to the Christian life. Remember that he is the only person that was perfect enough to go to the cross Amen. so that we can enter the throne room anytime. Amen. We can, I mean, we can go to the throne room anytime we choose to. You can get up early in the morning, late at night, middle of the day, anytime you can come because of the blood, because he became the veil. So remember, people of God, share Jesus. This is not time to be selfish with your Christianity. Amen. Glory be to God. We love you and we praise God for you. And maybe I'll preach the second half of this message another time when we come. But give God some praise if you receive anything tonight from this message. Because we need to make sure that we understand the veil, the veil, the veil, the veil. Jesus became the veil. Amen. God bless you.